We didn't even talk about Elon Musk. Who cares? <laughs> I hate Elon Musk. Welcome to the episode. Episode, what is this? 66. Who cares? Welcome back. I would like to say first off to everybody. Hmm. Um, we took last week off. It was July 4th. Had a very busy weekend last weekend. Yeah. Um, hopefully everybody out there was was safe with their 4th of July festivities. Yeah, for really. Um, I know. Nope, we're not going to glaze over that. What did you just say? I said for really. Okay. I'm going to say for real. Okay. But I just left what a little E slip out at the end. <laughs> oh, of it. he said it, not yeah. me. Yeah, no, no, no. All right. I, I, I could have completely said you said it. <laughs> <laughs> for <laughs> really. For <laughs> really. Um, Sorry. Good I kn- start. I know the fireworks and, and uh, the festivities of a July 4th can get very dangerous. Um, and I guess right along those lines, we roll right into our second time occurring segment haha <laughs> the fans are all in it getting streaky with it getting streaky with it getting streaky with it getting streaky with it so well, you thought we were done with like all of the streakers and the fans and and the whatnot because as soon as we make a segment about it, it, it seems to just never happen. Kills again. it, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but this July Fourth weekend seemed like people were were out in numbers. Mm. Um, the first instance of a streaker was Sunday night baseball. The Phillies played what, the Cardinals. I guess Sunday night baseball. Um, and it was a big game. It was for a playoff spot actually. And it was one of those rare instances where a Sunday night baseball game was sold out. Uh, the Phillies stadium was packed to the nines with people. Uh, and it was because the next day was July 4th. So most of America gets that holiday off. So Mm -hmm. it makes sense that, you know, Oh, there's fireworks after the game. Uh, it's Sunday night. We have off the next day. Let's go to the Phillies, right? So tons of people there. Uh, and one guy in particular, you know, seized his opportunity to, to get to get famous quick. Celebrate America. <laughs> he celebrated America in the only way he knew, uh, which was to interrupt the game by sprinting across the outfield. Uh, at one point, he does go up to a St. Louis Cardinal left fielder. I don't know that. That man's name off the top of my head. Wow, but, I'm shocked. Uh, <laughs> he does go up to him. Uh, the left fielder wants no part of it, uh, and then he eventually is taken down by security. That's that's streaker number one. Not mm. even the most infamous streaker of the weekend. You might have not even known that happened because yeah. the next day, <laughs> Evan, if you're watching one thing on TV on July 4th, what what are you watching? It's obviously the Nathan's hot dog and other foods. Eating contests. Correct. 
the most odd American tradition that we have. It was honestly better than almost any sport I've watched in the last month, to be honest. <laughs> it was riveting. They had characters galore. Oh, they did. They did, as they always awesome. do. Uh, but during the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest, uh, featuring one Joey Chestnut, who was mentioned on the show two weeks ago. The pinnacle of American exceptionalism. Uh, exceptionalism. Oh, boy, that's going to be on the <laughs> wow. for real. Two um, in a row. Yeah. Can you tell Evan hasn't been on the mic in two weeks? No answer. Good. Oh, good. Thanks, guys. Uh, point taken, though. Um, so anyway, all eyes are on Joey Chestnut. Uh, he had wh- what was his injury, by the way? He had a broken foot. What's wrong with his foot? He had How a does that affect foot. hot dog eating? I don't know. He broke his foot and apparently got infected, and they had to go back in. It was like a whole Alex infected? Smith so situation. I, is that the same? I it don't was exactly feel like the, the same, same as Alex Smith's <laughs> I injury. All I know really. is every other competitor had to run up some stairs, okay, to get onto the hot dog eating stage. No. Joey Chestnut lifted Chestnut. four stories into the air yeah. by like some weird <laughs> scissor hydraulic lift. Yeah. scissor lift thing. Uh, and then they bring him then down to the stage and he <laughs> kind of like limps Waddles. off and gets to his position. Anyway, we get started with the hot dog eating. He is just scarfing down wieners. Okay. Yep. And we get into the thralls of it and all of a sudden, and I don't know, you watched it live, so maybe you can you know, relate with me here. Yes, but it's happening. It's happening. And they're doing camera angle after camera angle after camera angle. Um, and I see these like stormtroopers <laughs> in the background, like by by where the judges are and mm-hmm. by where the people who are frantically trying to get more plates of hot dogs to and these the counters to these the warriors. Uh, I see these like, you know, stormtroopers now the entire competition ends, whatever. Then on social media afterwards, I see that people dressed in Stormtrooper Darth Vader outfits are doing their form of protest by jumping in front of the biggest names in competitive eating during the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest with signs that say something about a Death Star. It says Methfield Death, Death Star. Uh, I believe these were... Smithfield, Anim- I'm sorry. I believe these were animal protesters, animal right protesters again. I mean, they picked the right event to protest. Um, uh. Yeah, when 70 hot dogs are going down one man's gullet. Uh, but anyway, the guy jumps in front of Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut puts him in a headlock and whips <laughs> his neck around the fastest you've ever seen somebody put put on the ground while he's eating hot dogs. Yeah, he's at 17 hot dogs at that point, which is t- five higher than the next guy. Next guy's at 12. All that to be said. Very good job on the on the part of the Darth Vader. Yeah. You got your message out there, buddy. Yeah, you for, did. For all of like a millisecond before Joey Chestnut threw you to the ground like the monster like, he is. And in getting streaky with it, we want to compare these two, right? You want to compare the guy who's just, you know, waving his arms up and down in the outfield of the Phillies game versus... The guy who has a clear message to get out to everyone and knows where everyone's eyes are going to be on July 4th. Mm-hmm. And he put his message exactly where it should have been. I have a bonus streaker. Oh, okay. Bonus streaker. Yes. Last week at the British Grand Prix for Ooh. Formula One. Oh, yeah. After, I mean, honestly, they might have, they probably would have died. Oh, no. So three protesters came onto the track and glued themselves to the track during a safety car. 
So luckily the cars were going very slow because it was a massive crash on the first on the first lap. Right, right, right. Um, they were quickly apprehended and removed. But I also found it's the same group of people that that guy zip tied himself to the freaking goalpost. So and and last week they also had a guy super glue himself to a painting at the Louvre. <laughs> They're protesting oil. Oh, I think it's called like stop buying oil. Is like their their charity. Oh, name. Really gotten creative yeah. with that. We're trying. Okay. <laughs> Can I just like I understand getting streaky with it, getting streaky with it for like <laughs> animal rights or you know something that clearly is never really gonna go anywhere. But like we're trying to stop by oil. Okay. Yeah. Just give us some time yeah. to get I mean, the electric they, cars they, out there. They are also protesting like a racing sport, right? But that, but that also uses a large portion of right uh, carbon neutral fuel. So. All that to be said, uh, this July 4th and this actual time in the sports calendars, quite thin. Mm. You know, NBA not going on. NFL not really going on. Uh, you have baseball, but it's kind of in like the midway point. So you get the all-star game in here coming up, but that's about all the excitement there is yeah. until like the end of the season, the real playoff push. Um, you know, so what's left to really watch? You have Formula One, yeah. which is a good one, but that's only once a week, right? And once a week at most, if, yeah. you know, they take a week off or whatever. Um, so what I usually do is I'll watch some other sports, the tennis, the golf. Mm -hmm. And what I've noticed is I don't know anyone in these sports anymore. Like tennis specifically, I was watching Wimbledon yeah. this week, mm -hmm. man of the eight guys who were finalists and I knew three of them yeah. and they were all like older names. I don't think I could name a single tennis player. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could. You I mean, could other than right like now. the Come top on, three. Go, go ahead. Name the top three. Nadal. Yes. Roger Federer. Yep. Novak. Great. There you go. All right, that's there you all go. I you know three tennis players. So okay. there you go. Yeah, but, so, the, but those are the, like the ones that have been around for 25 years. Correct. Like, that's I like can't the, name anyone else. Those are like the generation I'm familiar with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those guys are quickly being not ushered out because I, as we speak, Novak Djokovic is in the freaking final. Um, Usurped, but like, <laughs> I don't know who these people are, and maybe I'm like, that's on me for not paying attention to tennis. But like, I think it's also people are getting upset. It's become much more of a level field, and we're getting, you know, the Tiger Woods of golf has gone away, and now all these younger guys who are like just marginally better than each other are fighting it out for like supreme dominance on the sport. Mm. Uh, and it's a very interesting thing to watch because you have both in tennis and in golf. You don't have the Serena Williams who you know is going to come in, play the tournament and win the tournament before the tournament's even played. Um, so we don't have like there's no uh, like generational players right now. It's more of like there could eventually solid, be solid competitors. Correct. Correct. Gotcha. Um, and it's because those older guys are, are starting to get up in their years and that age is starting to show a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but I just, I, I, that said, as we speak right now, Novak Djokovic is up two sets to one in the final and is oh, probably boy. going to win uh, another major title. He's so, down in the current set right now, though. By one? Yeah. Ooh, come on. Oh my god. <laughs> the guy he's playing, Nick Kyrgios, is also a person I am familiar with because he's kind of like the bad boy of tennis. He's uh, the bad boy of tennis. He's What does the bad boy of tennis mean? Uh, he's just not what 
you know, your traditional uh, tennis audience would subscribe to. So he's loud. Uh, he's vocal on the court during the he's game. He's got like tattoos. He shouts. He's got tattoos. Um, he's very animated when he is frustrated. So he will smash rackets. He will uh, hit balls into the crowd. He will, you know, he's just a very animated person. And in that sport where we're used to Roger Federer, who says no words the entire game right. and very rarely shows any emotion at all, uh, where he's been the standard for, like Evan said, 20, 25 years. Now we have like this younger generation that's outspoken and, you know, and he's just not, not favorably liked uh, just generally in the tennis community. But um, he's a very good tennis player, as is clear because he's in the final. But anyway, speaking of sports that are trying to crawl their way into the news, uh, the NBA. <laughs> Famously unpopular. Famously unpopular. They, they, they just need all the money in the world. Yeah. Uh, my Twitter has been absolutely inundated with NBA Summer League. Mm. Do you guys have this problem? Silas, I was going to text you about this last night because every ESPN push I've gotten this week has been about Summer League games. And it's like, breaking news. This person did this cool, crazy thing in the Summer League. And I'm like, who cares? I think I think I speak <laughs> for everyone. And clearly, I speak for Sydney when I say no one cares. No, no one, one cares. cares. No one cares. ESPN, I don't care how much you paid the NBA to get you know the, the rights to broadcast these games. Uh, nobody cares because... In the end, what all it's going to do is you're going to have the, you know, top picks in the draft playing or not playing, for that matter, um, because the Spurs player, their their number one draft pick is uh, <laughs> ruled out for all of summer league. Wolf. So, honestly, that's probably better for him. It probably is, but you have you know these draft picks that we're going to so quickly judge based on the summer league. Uh, like you're playing your G League rosters. Nobody knows who anybody is except for the draft picks. Um, you know, all eyes are on ESPN for this. And, and just, you're right. It's every notification. It's every tweet I yep. I uh, swipe through. I don't care what Chet Holmgren is doing against the Sacramento Kings G League team. Uh, you know, do it in the NBA. We'll see you when it comes time to actually play because... I don't care. I do not care. I just don't like how like they have these massive highlight reels of people who are like crushing it. Like B-Ball Paul is crushing the, the summer league right now, but then he shows up in an NBA game and it's like, I, I, are you going to do anything? If <laughs> I've said it once, I've said it a million times. Like it's crazy, it, like very impressive. Actually, how good somebody like Paul Reed looks like uh, against all of these people in the summer league. And then he goes to the NBA and maybe he's like the ninth guy on the bench or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and he just looks utterly incompetent. So the level of competition is, I mean, the gap between you and me and Paul Reed is ungodly large. Okay. But yeah. then the gap between Paul Reed and a NBA starter is like Equally also as large. Yeah. It's like so large and it's crazy to me. So then when that, like knowing that, when they're like, oh, you got to watch the Rockets play the Wizards. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not watching the Rockets G League team against the Wizards G League team. Not G League. G League is different than Summer League. 
But it's very different. It's very effectively the same thing. We if learned all about. We learned the G all League about the this. summer league the other night. We were at dinner and we were like, "Whoa, what's the difference?" And then read the entire Wikipedia page. And they get paid like nothing. Yes, they correct. make like thirty-five thousand dollars. But you know what? Player. But you know what? We are gonna put them all over the place on social media and ESPN notifications and this and that because all ESPN paid the rights for it. All for that nugget of possibility Maybe for in the NBA. You know what? Maybe Chet Holmgren will throw a dunk down. Oh, my God. Maybe Paolo <laughs> wow. Bancaro will you know, have a nice assist. Yeah, like, Bancaro's the other one. It's Chet Holmgren and freaking Paolo Bancaro. Because they're I picks one and two. I, I get it. But, like, g- give me a break. I'm not going to want to hear about them come regular season. Now I'm going to be so freaking tired. You're not even going to hear about it because they're on the <laughs> Magic and the Thunder, two of the worst teams in the NBA. <laughs> I, I can't get over it. And the other thing is, they're like, do you see who's sitting courtside? And it's like <laughs> the LeBron NBA James player. James packed yeah. his yeah. own snacks for... S- oh, and, my and people, God. People were dunking on him for his shirt. They're like, why would he wear such a stupid shirt? I'm like, dude, he's he's a fan. Like, like, just let him hang he, out. My God. And it's always just like, look at Ben Simmons supporting his teammates. Look at this person supporting yeah, their team. I'm like, get out of here with this. I don't care who's sitting courtside. Tell me when they're going to play on the court. How about that? Oh, my God. The NBA just wants to always be around. Like, they want to be a year-round sport. It's okay to not be. Okay. Give me something. Give me, like, an exhibition between, like, Team Giannis and Team LeBron in the offseason where they do it, like, outside or something. Like, in, like, one of these famous park venues in, like, Miami or L.A. or something. Mm -hmm. Like, give me something. Don't give me... Oh, you know, summer league action between guys I'm never going to know the names of on two teams that are ne- never going to make the playoffs next year. It's just, uh, also I don't think Chet Hol- Holgrim is that Holmgren? Holmgren. Holmgren. Mm-hmm. He's a total bust. <laughs> I'm calling it now. I'm I couldn't agree with you. My flag in that in that hill. I could not agree with you more. I cannot stand him. Uh, they marketed him as like this the next Giannis because he's well they oh, what planet <laughs> he weighs like 135 and that, he's seven foot correct one correct he's seven like foot two he's a skinny lengthy player so that's already like oh that kind of was like Giannis right but he's more effective offensively so he's got a shot already uh he's a better defender than Giannis was as a prospect so they're like oh you could get him now you know, even more polished than Giannis was when he came into the league. But I'm like, listen, the first time LeBron James or Kevin Durant is ripping down the court on a fast break and Chet Holmgren's the one that has to defend them, you see how f- how fast that piece of paper-like body goes yeah, flying I'm, across the... I'm telling you. You know he, what I mean? He's not blocking Joel. <laughs> oh, and yeah, he, right. And he's going to yeah, be on right. him because he's the only one that's taller than Joel on the court. So I can't wait for that OKC game. So I, I think he is really going to be he'd be better suited at a power forward position than he would at a center position. But mm-hmm. just given his size, he's probably going to have to play against those big guys and he's going to get bodied. He's going to yeah. get bodied by Giannis. He's going to get bodied by Joel. And it's it's yeah. going to be a rude away. All I have to say is Ben Simmons was projected to be the next coming of LeBron James. So projections. Shut it. Exactly. I don't want to hear it. Well, that's the thing, too. It's all about like, oh, what will this guy be? What What college is he from? Who, Chet? Yeah, Minnesota. Gonzaga. (laughs) He's from Minnesota. (laughs) Okay. But he went to Gonzaga. Um, And just while we're talking about Summer League, I don't know. um, Last night was the first time I'd ever heard anything like this. But 
because of an ESPN notification, uh, the Orlando Magic played the Sacramento Kings summer league team. Um, and during the game, it went into double overtime. And in the summer league, double overtime just becomes sudden death. So it's next basket wins. Mm. And boy, was that exciting. <laughs> that is exciting. That's the way it should be. I think so, too. It was quick. It was easy. But it was like all the nerves of like a, a regular overtime. Like yeah. if you could bottle the last 30 seconds of an overtime game uh, into a into an ending, that's what it was. Did it cause any like like nerves on the players like missing easy shots um, like that? The only possession I saw was the winning possession, which was mm. the Orlando Magic had, you know, a guy drive in and the Kings sent like three guys to him because they're like, we can't even let him get a shot up. Uh, and then he just dished it to the center and he dunked it in or whatever. But yeah, but I think it was a really cool idea uh, in mm. general for an overtime or extra time of a thing like sudden death. An amazing way to go about things. Underrated. Baseball doesn't suit itself well because you have to have the whole like, if one team gets a run, the other team deserves a chance. Like, yeah, because you, you can't score on defense. Well, yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like, if the top of the 10th inning, somebody scores, it can't be sudden death and just be like, well, you had nine innings to score. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, football, football would be a good one. Have they announced the new rules yet? Overtime rules, or it's only in the playoffs. I don't know. Both team get a ch- both teams get a chance in the playoffs. I hate that. What that both teams get a chance? Yes. No, that's a good rule. No, I I didn't mind when they said a field goal because I mean, if you have a Justin Tucker on your team, you only really need thirty yards and you'll win the football game. Yeah, um, but if if you just if you're def- I know you what you're gonna say is you should have stopped him when you could, but it happens. What what happens? The, uh, Pat like, Mahomes drives 80 yards on you and throws a touchdown pass to Travis right, Kelsey. Right. When it's against, okay, Buffalo Bills, maybe you play a defense. That, huh? You a, didn't a have a problem doing no, no, you didn't have a problem playing defense against Mac Jones and the Patriots. You shouldn't have a problem <laughs> playing a defense against Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. Okay, that's all I'm saying. One of them is a generational quarterback, and the other one was a rookie. <laughs> You're right. Pat Mahomes Big did difference. look like a rookie. <laughs> Man, I can't wait for Mac Jones season. Anyway, quickly before we go to break, uh, Evans long, long awaited point guard in Philadelphia, Damian Lillard. Yeah, he signed a two year, $120 million extension. Yeah, that's fine. He can go over there and rot for the rest of his career. He doesn't want to win anything. No, 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 no. And he said in his Twitter specifically that everyone who switches teams to get championships is quote unquote running from the grind. Okay, you can have the grind, but if your organization has no freaking clue how to run a basketball team, I, like that's different, dude. Like you're you're in a you're in a market that's not very popular. You're on a team who cannot keep players. The only one that they've been able to keep is you somehow. Correct. Like that's fine. If you want to never win a ring Fine I with just, me. I, I can never want to be competitive. Never want to make the playoffs. I saw another quote actually this morning on ESPN about it. He said like it winning a championship with like the Lakers or with Phoenix or whoever he would go to just wouldn't feel the same. It wouldn't be as satisfying and that's fine. I get that. But at a certain point, like you're wasting away your career. How old is he? 30 something. 32 <laughs> dude. 
it, that's like the perfect time to leave. That's what I'm saying. He's like, dedicated like massive. This is like Matthew Stafford type stuff. Yeah. You know, where, you know, how long and how horrible has, does the, you know, team that drafted you have to, he's dedicated 10 years to the Portland Trailblazers. Correct. And they've gotten close. They've made it to the semifinals. I don't think they've ever, well, no, they did make it to the Western Conference finals one year, but I mean, they've gotten good success out of him. CJ McCollum. They had LaMarcus Aldridge early in his career. Like, They've done things for him, mm-hmm. but at this at a certain point, all right, now we're going into tank mode, and I don't know why he would sign on for two additional years past his already, I think, two-year contract. Um, so it ties him to the team for even more time, uh, and then he insults everybody else who's, like, trying to go win a championship elsewhere. Yeah. I don't get that. Like, we treat Bradley Beal like, oh, pff, Bradley Beal's only playing basketball for the money. Because he's with the Washington Wizards. That's true. What's the difference between Bradley Beal signing a super max contract to stay with a horrible Wizards franchise and Damian Lillard, who signs an extension to stay with a team that's going to rebuild, maybe not around him because he's kind of too old to build around anymore. Yeah, but he's centered himself like as this as the like the chess piece they need to. Well, then they've been trying to do it for 10 years, but. Okay, I don't know. If I was at a place and like even just putting it outside of sports, if I was at a workplace and they were setting me up to fail every single year for 10 years, uh, even if they were like, well, like at, at first they were like, wow, this guy's really good. And and you were a great employee and you did everything mm-hmm. you were supposed to do. And they're like, wow, I think this is, a, you know, a really good time for the company. Let's get, you know, this guy to work with him and we'll, you know, make it work. And you still don't get to the ultimate goal. You get close, but you don't get to the ultimate goal, right? And you have highlight after highlight about you. And then like later in the career, you have to miss a couple days because you're sick and you have to do this because, but you continue to sign a contract to keep working there. Like, I don't get that. I don't get that. Yeah. Another, uh, another Reggie Miller in the making. Like it it could, it, it could very easily be that like Damian Lillard goes somewhere else a la a LeBron James, right? And mm-hmm. does the super team thing. Maybe he wins, maybe he doesn't. But then he comes back and in doing so, maybe recruits somebody with him and they do it for Portland as LeBron did it for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could see that scenario, but the fact that he's just signing on to this. Um, and Portland's not a destination. Like when was the last time you heard like, <laughs> oh, Kevin Durant's thinking about going to Portland or any of these big stars are going to end up in Portland. It's never there. I had a moment where I was like, wait, he did he didn't he just say that, but I was thinking Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. So, uh, destination I don't know. city. I, I think Excuse me, that was a good slip. What? I need to die. No, it was just it was destination shitty. Shitty is what I said. Oh. That's Portland. <laughs> destination <laughs> shitty. Not a destination <laughs> city. city. <No>. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Oh, my god. But anyway, I just thought it was funny like Bradley Beal does this thing. And then da- uh, Damian Lillard does the exact same thing, and nobody and everyone's like, "Oh, Damian Lillard, what a what a real champion for Portland." Give me a break. Give uh, me a break. After the break, we'll talk a little bit about football, uh, and we'll get the headline huddle from City. In the rough again. You need a new way to set up and track your shots. Introducing Bogey Buster the all-encompassing golf app that lets you see the course like you've never seen before. Using any phone's camera, 
you can see the exact path that your ball takes on each and every shot, giving you real-time feedback so you can make quick adjustments. Having trouble seeing the green? Use the contour map feature to see exactly how your ball's gonna roll. Need to see distance to the pin? Our GPS-supported feature allows you to see exactly how far you are from the hole and gives you a recommendation on what club to use. You can also look back and track your improvement by seeing all of your past scorecards. Bogey Buster is already supported at thousands of courses throughout the U.S. and is growing every day. It is truly an all-in-one golf tool. Download Bogey Buster and start knocking shots off your game today. And now for your headline huddle. The Cleveland Browns have traded quarterback Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers for a 2024 conditional pick. Mayfield's future had been uncertain following the Browns' blockbuster trade for quarterback Deshaun Watson. Baker joins Panthers quarterback Sam Darnold, where both will be vying for the starting spot. The Browns and Panthers are slated to meet each other in Week 1. The Cincinnati Reds beat the Tampa Bay Rays in extra innings Friday night on a walk-off balk, the first walk-off of its kind since 2018 and the 23rd instance in MLB history. Pitcher Matt Whistler appeared to tap his leg, an illegal move, and was called for a balk, which drove in the game-winning run for the Reds. Whistler and Rays manager Kevin Cash maintained that Whistler had not deviated from his normal routine. And finally, Elon Musk has announced that he intends to walk away from his $44 billion acquisition of Twitter. Musk has voiced concerns about the number of spam and bot accounts on the platform, though critics suggest that this is just an effort to create a reason to walk away from an overvalued sale. Twitter will move forward with legal action to prevent Musk from backing out of the deal. Back to you, Evan and Silas. I want to talk about this bulk. Yeah. I think that is the dumbest rule in baseball. Yeah. You should have every right to deceive runners on base doing whatever you want. And, and even if it was a rule like, oh, you shouldn't do that, what, that specific one, I, if I was the umpire, I wouldn't have called it. That sounds... It just looked like a hmm. flinch. It's interesting you said that the ump shouldn't call it because um, Tom McCarthy and, and Ben Davis were talking about it, talking about it on the Phillies broadcast um, after it happened. They were saying most times the ump really doesn't have the stones I'll say yeah the, the gall sure. to, to call something like that because it is just such a high leverage situation like for it to be a walk-off balk the bases have to be loaded yep and it has to be obviously the bottom of the ninth or whatever uh extra inning it it may be so for all of those things to happen and then for the pitcher who in that situation would probably be justifiably you know a little bit nervous and like might have a tick or something, you know, um, for them to then call that. It does seem like a cheap way to win a baseball game. Yeah, and I just I just I was reading up on the rule and like the rule is you can't purposely deceive base runners like right. What what sport is this? Is this the freaking babies? I, like I know baby's ball. Is this the baby? Is this the baby's ball? Like well, grow up. Like, <laughs> like I'm serious. <laughs> you should be able to deceive. Like if we're going to do that, then quarterbacks should not be able to look off a of safety. Yeah, ever. I mean, Pat Mahomes, no look pass. That's a 15 yard penalty. I like I really do agree with you in the fact so that dumb. if you're a base runner and you get picked off and it's because 
the you know pitcher moved his shoulders a certain way or uh, maybe kicked his foot out before he he did something. Like, I'm sorry. That's so stupid. You got to be a better base runner. You shouldn't be able to fake a bunt then. It's only fair. Because then that brings brings the infield in or the outfield in. Right. Yeah. It's... It is so stupid. And it's a very one-sided rule, right? Like, there's not really a a rule like that for batters. Yeah. And it's like... Why would you like per, like I would say like physical like body movement deception is like something in sports that you have to be good at like in right. every sport like boxing you want someone to like flinch if you throw a fake punch mm-hmm. like if, if you do a freaking head fake when you're running up on somebody like that's part of the rule. Yeah, it's just it's absolutely stupid. Um, One of the things that I kind of equate it to was uh. I was watching Wimbledon this week and the guy who's actually playing Novak Djokovic in the finals name's Nick Kyrgios, uh, the bad boy of tennis as we as we the bad boy of tennis kind of discussed. He does this all the time. Um, You know how traditionally in tennis you serve you throw the ball up you slam it down. Okay, whatever. What he'll do is while he's bouncing the ball. He'll separate his legs and on one of the bounces, throw his racket between his legs, and that's the serve. And he'll get it in the other box. And it's such a lobbed serve that the person has to come sprinting in. And it's a way to just kind of win a cheap point if he needs it, right? Um, but in that way, I was like, oh, that's got to be against the rules because you can't, it's not really fair, right? No, it's totally yeah. a legal serve. It gets in the other box. You're fine. Um, and to your point, like, the balk, what? Who's it hurting? Yeah, you know, like we already give the batters a lot of advantages. Um, one of the other advantages that I believe we should be giving batters is that the ban- the shift should be banned. I hate that shift um, of I defenders. Okay, but like, for instance, you're not allowed to have a light colored thing behind the pitcher so that when the ball is released from the hand, they the batter can at least see the ball. Right. Yeah. Um, that's why you see all of those dark things usually in center field uh, so that pitchers can see the ball or batters can see the ball um, with a bulk. It's just like a body movement, a flinch. It could be any, but okay, then you're just going to have a bunch of like robots out there who are like, I'm now pitching, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. And it's like, then, then do you, you should standardize like pitching technique, right? Cause like, what if someone, you know, just has a tiny little like itch or something, right? right? Like, well, it's just a matter of, like, you can't be on the rubber when you do it, is the thing. So, like, I, you can do all of that, but you need to but, not be. I'm not saying I don't think that's nonsense a little bit. I do, but. I give you Johnny Cueto, who every pitch he pitches, it's a different thing. Sometimes he'll come back quick and just go right to the plate. Sometimes he'll come back, do a little wiggle, and then come to the plate. Sometimes he'll, like, come back, come forward, come back, and then throw. Like, <laughs> It's this a different those, pitch every time. I don't know how that's any different. Where I really wish that we had a video component because that would have been really helpful for everyone to see your nice little oh miming. What about like, the guy who stands there like a scarecrow? Oh, yeah, Craig Kimbrell. That's before yeah. his I know, his but I'm saying, though. like, that's intimidation, man. That could that could scare a, a, a freaking base runner. <laughs> that should be a balk. <laughs> Give stupid, all the runs Stupid away. rule, hurting baseball, ump show. And it's really, I mean, it is. It's the ump, you know. Can't stand it. You think that ump in that moment was like looking for something to call? Because I guarantee you he was. In that moment, in the bottom of the ninth, 
He's like, how do I make this moment about me while also making the fans in Cincinnati as happy as possible? Yeah, I, it's I, I when I saw it, I thought he was throwing him out. I didn't even read the like the um, the caption. Hmm. I thought he was throwing the pitcher out for like, you know, putting some sticky stuff on the ball or something. Yeah, but it was a bulk freaking balk. Uh, speaking of box, Baker Mayfield's trade. Um, what do we think? Uh, I think it's an upgrade for Carolina. Okay. And I think the Browns will be without a quarterback come week one and Baker will eat them alive. So <laughs> Baker Mayfield, um, you know, he's a Heisman winner in college. He was the first overall pick in the what? 2018, 2017 draft. Baker, 2018. 2018 draft. Um, so a pretty high price person um, that the Browns brought in, they just kind of let him walk basically for nothing. It was a conditional fifth round pick that can become a fourth round pick if Baker ends up starting 70% of the snaps. Very uh, similar to the Carson Wentz trade. Mm-hmm. But Carson Wentz was the second overall pick. He was traded for a second-round pick, not once, but twice now. Uh, and Baker Mayfield, the number one overall pick, the, the best player in that draft, uh, gets dealt for a fifth-round pick. Uh, you, you could say, I, I don't know what the market was for Baker Mayfield. For Obviously me, it's not very high. It, it seemed to me that Carolina was the only logical place he could land. Um, just because it's it's pretty clear that Seattle didn't want him, which uh, oh, I guess they are they're okay to be completely starting over. Yeah, that's what that tells me. So you know, you look at who else really needs a quarterback, right? Um, and you look pretty much wherever Sam Darnold goes. <laughs> that that's being funny. said, like it, this trade when it happened, it just told me everything I needed to know about the NFL's investigation of Deshaun Watson. Because the Browns traded for this guy mm-hmm. who had trouble in his personal thing. Uh, and they said they did their own research. Okay, great. They trade for him. They give him a $230 million extension. Great. You're our quarterback. Then the NFL says, no, we'll take it from here with the investigation. We're going to see if he deserves any punishment for the alleged things that he's had in his past here. Um, and now the Browns feel comfortable to pretty much trade away their backup quote unquote, who was a starter last year and probably will be a starting quarterback in the NFL this year away for pretty much nothing. Someone has to know something. If you do that, that's true. That or they have just the ultimate faith in Jacoby Brissett, which is also an option. I Jacoby Brissett might be the best third string quarterback in NFL history. Okay. Between what he did for the Patriots when he was our third string quarterback, and then he went to Indianapolis and ended up being their backup slash starter slash third string quarterback. And now he's just going all over the place. He was with Miami for a little bit. Best third string quarterback you could buy. Maybe. I don't know. Nick Foles is still floating around somewhere. Where is he? Indianapolis? Yeah, he's the best backup quarterback. Okay. He's one level. <laughs> not as deep. Correct. Correct. I don't know. I just I, well, also, I feel like Baker was refusing to play anyway. So even if he was there, he would just sit. 
I don't sit know. Out. I, I can't imagine. I think he'd sit out. After you're getting replaced by who you got replaced by. Yeah. Uh, yeah. After literally saving that franchise and like bringing them back to relevance, we can't undermine what Baker Mayfield was able to do with that Browns franchise. Like we have all kind of changed our tune about the Browns. They used to be the butt of every joke. Now that's the Jaguars, right? Like the Browns were horrible. They had first round pick after first round pick after first round pick quarterback that just ended up being horrible in the NFL. And Baker was really the one that broke that for them. Um, they went to the playoffs. Uh, they won a lot of games. All of that being said, a lot of that, it had as much to do with Baker and the offense as it had to do with the defense. The Miles yeah. Garrett, the Denzel Wards. Yeah. Uh, you know, that defense is a really good defense. And my question then becomes, if Baker Mayfield can't make it work with that defense, he's going to go to Carolina and have a not as good defense, a decent one, but not as good is it going to work down there? I don't know. <laughs> I was not paying attention. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I was distracted by spicy Pringles. <laughs> Unbelievable. What do you do on your computer that you uh, got to spicy well, I Pringles was on Twitter. Was I was on Twitter watching the feed from Wimbledon. Which is over now. Which is way. over. And then an ad came up and it said, um, it said Pringles Hot Ones collab. And I was like, oh. And it was then I saw and it said exclusively at Circle K and then Silas asked me the question. And I got caught not paying attention in class. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me pose the question again. <laughs> yes, please. Given that Baker Mayfield had a better defense in Cleveland than he's going to have in Carolina. Do you think that that makes any difference? Do you um, think he'll be better? I mean, the other thing is he played almost all of last year unhealthy. Yeah, his shoulder, which is his throwing shoulder was hurt. Almost all year. Mm -hmm. So I think he has any chance, really? Is there anything going to change? Well, I'm just saying, like, if he could only get to the playoffs as a wild card or, you know, I think he won the division one of the years. Well, will his will his number one wide receiver wide receiver show up and not leave for L.A. on a crypto deal? Probably, probably. But I mean, like Robbie Anderson doesn't want to be there. Well, Robbie Anderson is the number two DJ Moore would be the number one. I don't even know that team, man. All I know is they got oh freaking God. Pat Matt rule. Yep. Former yep. temple coach. Big yep. thumbs down to him. <laughs> uh, he left before our championship game. Yeah, well. He won our our like division and then was like, see ya. I'm going to Oregon. Yeah, greener pastures quite literally. Yeah, actually <laughs> went from red to green. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I think he has a solid chance. We saw last year that Carolina had some sparks of brilliance and then the Eagles put them the rest. Yeah, on yeah. a blocked punt. Well, I mean, and the whole Sam Darnold thing. Like, yeah, he stinks. He's not. He's a certifiable good. stinker. Um, that might be the worst draft pick of our of our generation. I mean, he was slated to be this great. No, 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 no. What you're forgetting about Josh Rosen? Josh Rosen, but he fell in the draft. I mean, he fell to like ten or something like that. Jared Goff might also That's be up true. there. Number hmm. one overall pick. Yikes. <laughs> um, What's all that being to? said, is he still playing with the Lions? Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah. He's going to be a broken man next year. Um, I actually saw something funny. If you had to guess who the most expensive offense in the NFL is, it's probably the Lions. It's the the Lions. Between, hey, do you know? Uh, yeah. Josh Rosen is actually the tenth pick of that draft class. That was a great guess. Thank Pull you. that out of thin air. Yeah. I mean, at the time, that looked like a steal. 
I think it, I said it because there's a famous quote that he said there were nine mistakes yeah. taken ahead of me. Yeah. So oh, okay. So you did actually really, know. You and did then he played okay. one year and then failed every start he could after that. I like that when you like play. to hedge your knowledge. Like it's uh, not 100% sure. Hey, if you always hedge, you always win. <laughs> uh, but the most interesting part of this whole story is the Robbie Anderson angle, which is that one of the two, you know, top pass catchers for the Carolina Panthers who are getting Baker Mayfield tweeted his displeasure with getting Baker Mayfield. Um, there were reports before that, you know, the Panthers might be interested and in every turn, Robbie Anderson would tweet. No, definitely don't <laughs> want him. And then they trade for him and he's like, I don't have a problem with Baker Mayfield. And everyone's like, doc, you tweeted all of his stuff Robbie about Anderson, hating him. It, I know he's the second best receiver. Well, now I know he's the second best. Didn't didn't know about the first one. Um, oh my God. <laughs> I'm just who cares about the Carolina Panthers? Honestly, put that on the poll. Mm. Nobody. That's going to be a certifiable. No. Do you care about the Carolina Panthers? Oh, I was just no? going to put who cares about the Carolina Panthers? Yes or no. <laughs> Agree. Disagree. Yeah, there you go. Uh, where does Robbie Anderson really have any like clout to be saying this? You came from the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, and then you left to go to Carolina, and you're stuck with Sam Darnold again because you were not unhappy with him over there. Well, that's like, uh, the whole pick thing. a lane, dude. You can't <laughs> you can't hate every quarterback on your team. That's the thing. He he said, you know, he left the Jets, and then he had to, you know, pa- catch passes again from Sam Darnold, and then he's saying like, oh, I don't want Baker Mayfield. I don't want Baker Mayfield, and now he's trying to like frame it as. Oh, I was just being supportive of my guy Sam. Like I, I just didn't. It's want still a competition. To... You could still yeah. support him. Yeah, absolutely. You could still support him. He's not gonna win, yeah. but you could support him. Uh, any chance they upset Tom Brady and the Bucks? No. Okay. Absolutely. Right. Unless so, Tom gets hurt because he's an old man now. So this trade changes nothing short of Jacoby Brissett's snaps next year. Correct. Okay. Great. Love. He'll be starting the whole year. <laughs> Hope. Hopefully, he starts. Forever. For the rest of time. Oh, yes. Please God. Uh, that'll do it, I guess, for this segment. After the break, we'll talk about some uh, college sports quick and spin the wheel. Mom, I think I have sunburn on my shoulder. Just get out the sale of sales. Sale of sales, SPS, for all your extreme, extreme fun in the sun. Surfing, skydiving, even swimming with sharks. Sal's got you covered from head to toe. Save Sal's SPF. Don't get burned by bargain bread. Only Sal saves your skin extreme. Start to SPF 75 and goes as high as 150. Stock up now during our start of spring sale. Buy any six bottles of Sailor Sal's and get the seventh for free! Located at the corner of Fun in the Sun, Wildwood, New Jersey. Sailor Sal's SPF for all your extreme fun in the sun. Welcome back to the Red Shirt Waterboys podcast. Um, before we hit the wheel, I don't even know where we are on the wheel. Evan, you you didn't even pick last week. It was Jonah and Lucas, and mm-hmm. it was two weeks ago, not last week. Um, so I guess we're starting a new streak, yeah? Hmm? No? If I get it right. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so before we do that, I just wanted to quick mention, we talked a little bit about college football um, with Jonah because he loves college football when he was on the show. Um, but what's happening right now in college sports is we are at a crossroads here. Um, and if you like college sports, um, for whatever reason you do, maybe it's because you like the fact that it's amateurs. Maybe you like the fact that your school is represented. You know, you can kind of plant your flag in, in one place or another. I, I don't know why people like college sports. Okay. I just, I do because I don't. Yeah, I know you don't, but it's futile talking to you about college sports. But anyway, True. we're at a crossroads here because so many of these large, large programs are choosing to go to two places, the Big Ten and the SEC. We've had two huge uh, you know, transitions here between USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten and, right? That was right, right? I said that right. USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten? Yes, and Texas mm-hmm. and Oklahoma going to the SEC. Okay, those are huge, huge schools and huge programs for more than just one sport. Um, and they're moving to the SEC in the Big Ten. That being said, it just came out this week that Carolina, Virginia, a bunch of different ACC schools now want to see about going into the SEC. And what's going to happen as Oregon, as Notre Dame, as all of these big programs are being offered deals to get into whichever you know, conference of those two that they'd like, uh, what we're seeing here is greed infiltrating college sports. And we knew it was there, but we liked to play it off. We knew it was there, but we would disguise it under the guise of rivalry and pageantry and, you know, all of these things. Now it's just, nope, where's the money? I'm going. So watch out as your favorite teams become absolute money factories on the backs of unpaid labor. Okay? I just I just wanted to say that point before we continue. Yeah. And real coaches are leaving and going to these teams because then they can just pick whoever they want and just win. Yep. Have fake careers. The fact that we're going from a power five to now really a power two and then some fringe conferences is extremely frightening because mm. what's going to happen then is they're going to fight for re, you know, reshuffling of divisions where you're going to have division one, a division one, B division two, division three, and it's going to be huge money for the huge schools in the big 10 and sec. And then it's going to be for the, everybody else gets the runoff. Mm. Do you think um, this is, do you think like, like, cause the NCAA could have said no to these moves. <laughs> do you think this is in response with the expanded college playoffs, college football playoffs? No, I know it affects more sports, uh, but I just feel like, no, I think an expanded college playoff would work better with a power five. Cause you say whoever yeah, wins each I, of the power five gets in and then it's three wild cards. I just think they're trying to get as many hands into this or many wallets into yeah. this profit bucket, like get as many like it's like the whole thing with like adding more teams to playoffs in regular football. Like 
you get more fan bases invested right. in whatever, which means more TV time, more ad revenue. Like, but what's going to happen now is you're going to have so many teams in the SEC that they're going to forfeit a non-conference schedule, and they're just play everybody once in the in the you know true. conference. Yeah. Um. And what you don't see is like, for instance, the Pac-12, the Oregon States, uh, the Washington States. Those schools that like maybe don't have huge programs, but they bring in huge revenue when they play. Oregon, UCLA, USC, because those teams are giant and in those conferences. So you can be a giant in the Pac-12, but you move to the Big Ten and you're right behind Ohio State again, you know, and you forfeit that, you know, money. But then those smaller programs also don't get to profit off of you. So then they're left scrambling. So it's a very dangerous game we've started to play here uh, with college football, and it's only going to get worse because as soon as Notre Dame makes a decision on where they're going, because I think they'll probably end up in the Big Ten, uh, that'll so, tell you everything you need to know. So do they have to change name? Who, Notre Dame? No, Big Ten. No. How many teams are in there now? 20-something. <laughs> oh, never mind. I mean, they'll, they'll, I was like, come on. <laughs> no, I mean. You would have been the Big 11. Well, the Big 12 wasn't 12 teams, but they it's just kind of what they call That's the conference. stupid. Um, No, because as soon as Notre Dame makes the decision to say, hey, listen, they signed a deal with ESPN and with the ACC to not leave that conference until 2035. And if they break that contract early, they will be paying a lump sum of more than $150 million. As soon as they decide to do that, all hell will break loose. Mm. And I swear to you, college sports will never be the same. It might not already never be the same, but that's, that's the shoe I'm waiting for to drop. Are so, we, Is there going to be a college sports bubble? Is that Absolutely. what you're predicting? Absolutely. Sports bubble. And it'll just be the, you know, name programs versus name programs. And that's going to be your college football season. Speaking of dangerous games, let's spin the wheel. Let's do uh, Special Olympics. I feel like I haven't picked them in a little bit. And sorry, Silas is moving it around. American Red Cross. Special Olympics and American Red Cross. What's free parking up to? Five. Spinner's choice. Ah. Let's give it to the Special Olympics. So the, 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 the spinner's choice count as a streak. I'm questioning my own I don't validity think it, I here. Don't, I don't know that it should count against a streak. I believe if it's spinner's choice, it counts as a streak. Okay. We're in agreement. The streak has started. He's don't back, let him get hot. Back on the horse. Back on the horse. Um, Subway. Eat fresh. Too yes, eat fresh. But is the five dollar foot long song uh, one of the greatest commercial songs of all time? Probably. I would think it is. Got to be in like a top ten for sure. Can you even get a five dollar foot long from Subway anymore? I don't with know. inflation. I know that Hoagie Fest has oh. moved to six dollars now. Don't even Hoagie Fest. What? I, I love Wawa. I might get a Wawa Hoagie and on the way Wawa. Home. I would love for you to just sponsor this show and because literally every week I'm I'm eating or drinking something from Wawa during the show. Um, but that being said, Hoagie Fest when I was a kid, five dollars for their classic. Their classic is not a foot long. Their classic is a ten inch Hoagie. Uh, and now it is $6 for that same classic today. Inflation has hurt us all in one way or another. Exactly. Okay. 
Here's the background on the $5 foot long from Subway. It was $5 up until 2012, and then it went back up to 6 and then back down to 5 in 2017. So currently, you can still get a $5 foot long, but it's probably like one of their basic ones. Well, but I like, see five foot long starting at $5 each. Starting at $5. Bump, 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 bump. Well, that's Arby's. I know. Do they have the meats? Is that on there? The best song commercial list? I think $5 foot long is the best, personally. But uh, I just wanted to gauge your opinion. Put that on the poll. Better commercial song. What about Chili's Baby Back Ribs, Subway, $5 foot long. I don't know. What about I'm Loving It? It's not really a song, though. It's just like a jingle. That's a That's jingle. It's just a little jingle. Yeah. Because, mm. I mean, $5 foot long was like five, five dollar. <laughs> Five dollar foot long. Yeah, but is there anything any, more? Any, any, okay, any. there's any, yeah. any. According to the quality logo products, these are the top ten fast food or regular food jingles and songs. Okay, yeah, yeah. starting at number yes. ten. Yeah, Band Aid stuck on Band Aid. Oh, I'm stuck on Band Aid. Bring Band Aid to call me. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, Alka Seltzer plop fli- fizz. Pop pop fizz fizz. <laughs> I don't know that one at all. <laughs> really? Huggies. Oh, yeah. I'm a big kid now. I'm a big kid. That's just a jingle again. That's not really a song. Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. They're magically delicious. (laughs) State Farm. Like a good neighbor. Do, 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 (laughs) do. Yeah. Uh, Empire. 800 (gasps) number. Oh, okay. The fact that I can recite the phone number to a place is unbelievable. Number four, five dollar foot long. Nice. Yep. Number Number four. Number four. Mm. Number three, Oscar Meyer. I wish I was an Oscar Meyer wiener. That is a good one. My baloney has a first name. Excuse me. O S C A R. My baloney has a second name. It's M E Y E R. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you guys are good. That's from my mom. My mom is from the jingle generation. All of our parents are from the jingle generation. To be. He said jingle, not jiggle. The jiggle <laughs> I just, I, the, want, I need we to make are that from clear. the jiggle generation. <laughs> we are. We are. Um, then number two, Kit Kat. Oh, Give yeah. me a break of that fancy feast. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. Oh, man. These are good. And then number one is McDonald's. Wow. Is it because Justin Timberlake wrote it? Did he? Yeah. I don't know. He was the first one. Oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> They spent holy crap. <laughs> put put that on the Hold board. On. Did you know Justin Timberlake how much wrote th- the "I'm Loving how It" jingle? How much do you think McDonald's spent on developing the the phrase and jingle "I'm Loving It"? I'll say fifty million dollars. Try one point three seven billion dollars <laughs> with a B. And this is in two thousand three money. So. Inflation, inflation hasn't hit us all. My gosh. <laughs> my lord. Oh my god. I love this little the tagline ad. This ad is as juicy as a delicious Big Mac. And it's talking about the video of Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, that'll do it for episode 66. Um join us next week for episode 67 and beyond. Thanks for listening. The Red Shirt Water Boys podcast. Need a refill? Listen to past shows by subscribing to our podcast feed. Stay in the loop by following us on social media. On Twitter, at redshirt underscore pod. On Instagram, 
redshirt underscore waterboys, or just email us at redshirtwaterboys at gmail.com.